Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Liz Burgard, the Parent Involvement Coordinator. Summer reading, a topic that for some of us is exhilarating and for others it's not. This is due to maybe our own feelings towards reading or trying to motivate our kids to read. Today we're going to hear from Holly Grubner, District Media Services, Tiffany Casey, Senior Librarian, Community Engagement with Hennepin County Libraries, and Erin Strzeski, Community Engagement Manager at Anoka County Libraries, about ways to encourage our kids to read, why it is important, and how our community resources are here to help. Holly, Tiffany, and Erin, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to learn what you have to say so I can use it for myself, and I know our listeners are excited to learn from you as well. Yeah, thanks for having us. Before we get started and and talking about reading, would each of you mind introducing yourselves and telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Holly, we'll start with you. Sure. So my name's Holly Grebner. I'm the Teaching and Learning Specialist for Media Services, and I get to work with all of our librarians in the Anoka Hennepin School District. Holly, you've been with the district for quite some time, haven't you? Yes, I have been with the district since 2014. So you have a lot of experience with knowing what the inner workings of our district and how big it is and vast that we support both Hennepin and Anoka counties. Absolutely. And Erin, how about you? Yeah, I'm Erin Strzeski. I'm the Community Engagement Manager for Anoka County Library. And so I work with volunteers who help us with things at the library. I do media and communications and promotions to connect the community with library resources. And I also work with all of our librarians across our branches um, to offer programs, arts and STEM and book clubs and all kinds of things like that for the community. And Tiffany, last but not least, how about you? Tell us a little bit about your work and and what you do. So I'm Tiffany Casey with Hennepin County Libraries. I'm in our Community Engagement Division. And my focus area is around K-12 education, out-of-school time programming. Um, So I support system-wide programming and outreach um, in those areas. I'm also the co-lead for our summer learning team, so I help get summer learning going for the libraries. And then I manage um, HCL's homework help program. All of you do a lot to support students and families in our communities. So thank you for the work that you do each and every day to to support us. Um, So we're just going to dive right in. Parents listen to our podcast. That's our our main purpose for doing this. Can you each give some encouragement or what we can do as parents, especially during the summer, to um, make sure that our kids are reading, to encourage reading in our households? I think it's important to remember that reading doesn't only take place while reading a book. Encourage students to read as you drive, when you're in the car, read the back of cereal boxes, magazines, directions for a game, a recipe, or a roadmap. If you're taking a road trip, try audiobooks. I think it's just really important to include reading and literacy in all aspects of life. I see both of you shaking your head. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was going to say, I totally agree with that. I think like pairing reading with other activities is like a great thing to do. So if you're planning nature walks, take a book along with you that you can like identify bugs with, but just find different ways. Um, and then in addition to that model reading, like so sit down and read yourself so your kids can see you reading so they see that there's value in that. Um, we love to tell people at the library that they're their children's first teachers um, and they learn from us um, and they learn by example and watching what we do. So taking time to read yourself is really important too. Yeah, having those books available all the time so that it doesn't necessarily feel like we have to be here doing this certain thing to read, but um, have some in the car when you're waiting for something to start or you're on a long road trip over the summer. Holly mentioned audiobooks, and at the public library, we have a free app called Libby. And so you don't even have to carry heavy books around <laughs> with you. That's what I love about it. Um, you can just use it on any device. You can look at ebooks, magazines, and audiobooks. And so it's a great way to have books available all the time, even if you don't have time to stop by the physical library location. And it's perfect for summer to just pull it up on a device while you're in the car or you're on your way to do something fun to have books available. I think you all made really great points about different ways that we can encourage reading, right? Like you had mentioned, Holly, recipes, road signs, things that you don't even think of that are reading, just having like a game around it or making it more enjoyable. And then also having actual physical books, which is fun because I always like to, I feel like very accomplished the further I get into a book and then modeling it for my parent, my, my own children. And then also there are resources online to do an audiobook with maybe if, if reading text is hard or if you're in the car going on a long car trip. So there's just a lot of different ways that we can be encouraging reading, not just our standard book in our face, reading to ourselves. So thank you for sharing all of those insights with us. And I think I have children, and I think it's really important to remember all of the different ways that I can be encouraging my kids to read as well. I know um, both of you from the library systems mentioned things that the library offers like Libby, but if you go to both of your websites, they're robust with a lot of information and a lot of programming that the libraries offer. Would you both be able to talk about what Anoka, library, Anoka County Libraries and Hennepin County Libraries offer for students to support the reading that we're doing in the summer and during the school year? So Hennepin County Libraries, if you go to our website, um, hclib.org, there's two drop, there's a drop down tab and there's always an option for summer learning. So we have a summer learning page and then a homework help page. So those are great starting points to get like resources that the library offers. In addition to on the summer learning page, you'll get a link to like our events. So we do different book clubs during the summer, other exciting like STEM activities, our cultural focused events during the summer. So you can find all that information on there. And then we also have um, parent tips around like reading and summer learning. So kind of like that focus on like reading for fun during the summer. So there's information on our summer learning page. And then on September 11th, our homework help program will start back up and that's at 17 of our libraries. That's for kids K through 12. It's a drop-in um, tutoring program. You can bring your assignments to work on and get help. And we also can do some support around reading. And if you talk to our lead tutors and you're visiting homework help and you need additional assistance, our lead tutors and library staff are great ways to get you connected to resources that are available if you're a county resident with Hennepin. 
That's amazing. I was looking on your website just to do some research, and there's so many great things on there to support parents, at least as a place to start. If I don't even know what to do, just clicking in there, I noticed there was even some books that are suggested for children to read and just some really great suggestions as a starting point or a jumping off point if you're like me and kind of overwhelmed with the topic of reading in general. How about you, Erin, in Anoka County? Yeah, like Tiffany mentioned, in the summer, we have a really big emphasis on summer reading and learning. And what is exciting about it is it's for all ages. So we don't just stop at youth. Adults can participate in our summer reading program, too. And they can do that on paper or through our app, the Beanstack Tracker app or the Beanstack website has all kinds of activities. So it's not just reading. If families are feeling like reading is a struggle, there's a lot of activities like visit a new park or um, get involved in something in your community. But a lot of it also centers around reading. So Tiffany mentioned earlier, like if you're visiting a park, bring a book about what kind of animals you can see there or different things about nature. And so a lot of the activities in our summer adventures program incorporates reading in that way too. Like check out a book about this and then do this activity. And a lot of adults tell us, you know, I loved summer reading as a child and I'm sad that I don't get to do it anymore. So we just (laughs) open it up to everyone. There's different challenges based on age and families can do it together. So there's a leaderboard option if competition is really motivating for you then you can add friends through your friend code and see who's read the most that week or who's earned the most digital badges for activities. And then we know that prizes are pretty motivating (laughs) for a lot of people too. So there's weekly prize drawings. The more badges you earn, the more likely you are to get a prize. And those are from sponsors like the Minnesota Twins, the State Fair, um, Bunker Beach in Anoka County. So there's different ways to be motivated. There's a timer you can set in there to say like, okay, let's see how many pages you can read in this amount of minutes, or let's see if you can beat your minutes from last week. So that is a really big emphasis for us in the summer, but that app is actually available all year round. So if students are really motivated by that kind of game option of like earning badges, tracking their time, competing with friends and family, um, you can also share book reviews with the community. So some of our students really love that they can tell people about the books that they're reading. There's a lot of different avenues for that motivation. And that app is available all year round, not just during summer reading. Another program that we have um, also year round the next registration period will come up in the fall when school starts is our reading bridge program and that is for first second and third graders we have trained volunteers who meet with them at the library once a week and they practice reading together so they pick out books from the library they read they play games it's a really good way to build that confidence and that joy around reading students are feeling a little embarrassed about reading in front of people in their classroom, or a lot of parents tell us like, they will read with their mentor, but they do not want to read with me at (laughs) home. Um, So the Reading Bridge program is a great way to help build that confidence and those skills when students are in those early reading stages. And we have a fall, a winter, and a summer season of that. So in fall, registration will open up in September, and then sessions will start at the library in October. 
And for older students, we don't have the in-person homework help. I love that Hennepin County has that, but we do offer an online homework help for students of all ages. It's free. It's our BrainFuse Help Now. And there are live tutors on there. So a lot of people think, oh, if it's online, it's not going to be immediate help. But there are live tutors in both English and Spanish. And so that's a really great resource for students. They can submit essays and get feedback on their essays. There's also college prep stuff in there. So SAT and ACT practice tests. FAFSA help if you're applying for college and financial aid. So there's a lot of resources for the older students on that end. And students in Hennepin County, I think, have, have access to that too, right, Tiffany? Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful resource. So yeah, it's great that that's there because it has good availability. It's from like 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. So just that perfect after wow. school time and on the weekends too, which is nice. Yeah. I'm taking so many notes, I can't even keep up on all these resources that I didn't even know where people will ask us about tutoring. And just to know um, what is happening at our county libraries, I think is really important. And knowing that it's an option in both Hennepin and Anoka counties, because we do know that Anoka Hennepin has schools in, in both. And to know there are a plethora of resources outside of our schools as well. So thank you for sharing all of those great things, along with everything else that the libraries do to support our communities. We talked a little bit about this, but I know some people have this joy of reading where they are a bookworm and they just want to be reading all the time. And then we know that some people are apprehensive readers or they may be struggling. Can you give us some tips that we can do as parents or as teachers or as staff to really encourage them to become fluent readers or read for enjoyment? I know we talked a little bit about maybe doing um, recipes or kind of going for a walk and bringing a book about bugs so maybe they don't know that they're reading but at some point sometimes we do have to read um so do you guys have any tips of that maybe would help struggling or apprehensive readers absolutely i think the first thing is always to make reading fun so focus on your child's interests maybe it's hockey gardening knitting fishing getting children hooked on topics that they like will help them develop the joy in reading I think really that's what our goal is in the end. Sometimes graphic novels can be really popular among students and the pictures in graphic novels can help the student or child make sense of the text, especially if they are a struggling reader. That's a great way to kind of get them hooked. Also, it's important to, you know, if your child doesn't want to read solo by themselves, to sit down and read with them as a parent. And maybe your child wants to read one page and then you read one page. That's great practice because your child is still hearing you as the parent read with fluency and expression. And those are important characteristics for our children um, to gain as well. Like we want them to read with expression and fluency. So just try to make it fun based on their interests. And then however you can get them to read, you know, if it's finding a different book each week on their favorite activity or their topic that they like that week, I mean, just really getting them to love reading is, is really important. I know one of the things that we're trying in our house this summer is doing a, a, ca a calendar, and then my children are doing it with some of their friends so that if everyone's reading 25 minutes a day, then they get to do something fun at the end of the month together with their friends because we also struggle with making making it a priority or making time for it, or my kids are busy, and just like everyone's family's busy with work and activities and life, 
just trying to be creative and, and make it more enjoyable for them because it's not super easy for them always or it's not the most enjoyable first thing that they want to do. So that's something that we're trying in our house this summer to make it a little bit more fun and something they get to do with their friends and we talk about it and trying to make it a, a, a activity that we can all do together. That's perfect. Yeah, I love that. I think for students who are reluctant readers, building in other activities, especially if it's something that's more hands-on or physical that Mm -hmm. they can do, is a super fun way. And it can involve other people too. So you've mentioned like recipes, cooking together and reading the recipes together. There's a lot of nonfiction that I think families don't always think of first thing. So like if your student loves Roblox or Minecraft, like there are books with hacks and info about that. That's a great way to tie in an interest and they can immediately apply it rather than feeling like it's just reading. We have books on all kinds of things like folding origami or arts and crafts or Dinosaur yoga is really popular (laughs) with some of our younger kids. And so I think for some kids, getting that physical movement in there too really helps. So if it's, you know, let's read a couple pages with some dinosaur yoga moves and then let's do it. You can do it as a family or the student can do it themselves. It's a great way to not make reading feel like a chore if, if it does feel that way for some families. And it's a really great bonding time, too, to, to tie in interest and to do things together. I know a lot of people think kids kind of grow out of being read aloud to. But Holly mentioned, like, hearing someone read really fluently and well and with expression is really helpful for readers who are struggling. And it's also just a really great way to bond and spend time together, especially in the summer if it's a rainy day, it's just really hot outside. Um, it's a more chill activity that families can do together. And even if they're older and they can read, students really like being read to even up through high school. I think even still as an adult, I love to be read to sometimes when someone has a really good reading voice. I'm like, oh, I I just love them. That is true. I will say, um, so I have dyslexia and my mom would read to me all the way up through high school. And it was just, yeah, that great bonding time. It was also just like when I was younger, a good way to like read and access books that I might not have had the level or comprehension to be able to read. Um, So I remember like my mom reading Lord of the Rings to me, like I could never have read Lord of the Rings, like that would have been beyond my skill, but it was a book I was interested in. I also think that too is like, don't get discouraged and keep trying because I was a reluctant reader growing up. Um, I'm now a a youth services librarian (laughs) who loves to read. And it just took finding that one book that I was interested in and years of my mom being like, do you want to try this? And I'd be like, mm-mm, do you want to try this? Mm-mm. And then she was like, how about Harry Potter? And I read it, and I loved it, and the rest is history, I guess. So keep trying. I have the same, like, similar story, too. With all throughout childhood, reading was hard, and Book It encouraged me because then I would do however any books I agreed to so I could get the free pizza. <laughs> and then it was hard. I had terrible comprehension, and in college I read the Harry Potter series and was realized, like, oh, this is what they're talking about when you get hooked on a book and hooked on a series. So I keep trying to encourage that in my kids. Like, it's, like, really cool because it's a movie in your head. You get to make up the characters, just trying to make it fun for them in kind of the same way. Like, what are you interested in? What can I get you hooked in so that you want to know more and learn more? 
and then it for me it expanded my horizon and clearly you now work in the library system and love books but I think getting there it is hard and I will say another resource at the library is the librarian sometimes people feel a little hesitant about asking for recommendations, but that's one of the things that our staff love to do is help people find the right book. Um, you can give us a call, you can visit, and Anoka County Library, you can also submit a request on our website. So here are the things I like, or books I've liked, or authors I've liked, or here are the things I don't like. Um, give me a personalized list of recommendations. And so for parents, if you're having a hard time figuring out what your kid likes or what they would like to read, um, that's a great resource to get them connected to those topics they like. There's also an online resource that both Hennepin County and Anoka County Libraries have called Novelist. And you can put in, there's one for adults and one for kids, and you can put in here are topics I like or genres or moods I want to read, or even like your favorite TV show. Like, I love Ted Lasso. Can you give me some book recommendations based on that? And so those are great ways, like even if you're not into the same things that your child is into, then you can find books that they might be interested in. Yeah, I agree that Novelist is a great resource. Book displays in the building are always great resources. There's always fun and interesting book displays. And that can just encourage people to discover something new that they may not have thought about. And then with novelists too, um, I know for Hennepin County, ours is like, our catalog is like connected to novelists. So if you scroll down to the bottom of like, let's say you type in a book and you're like, and you scroll to the bottom, you'll see other books that are like it. And then you can kind of find stuff that way too, without having like actually go through novelist. Um, so it's, it's pretty fun to kind of just like get through a rabbit hole of all these different book options. So it's like the Amazon of uh, the book world of Amazon, where you just get all of the recommendations. Like, oh, I should probably buy that too. <laughs> yes. Yep. But with the library, it's free, which is fantastic. That's right. Even better. Holly, part of your role is, is supporting literacy in the district, along with many other things that you do, and one of our strategic priorities is to improve li third grade literacy. Can you explain to our listeners what that means and how the district is making efforts to accomplish this goal? Our goal is to have every student reading at grade level by the end of each school year. Our K-3 and reading support teachers are taking letters training, which stands for language essentials for teachers of reading and spelling. This professional training helps teachers support our youngest learners as they learn the skills needed to master the foundational and fundamentals of reading and writing. We also screen students three times per year to monitor progress to see how each child is progressing. Teachers and administrators collaborate closely at the building level to support students. We also have a very structured reading program with wonders and that program helps explicitly and systematically teach word recognition and language completion. We're working very hard as a district to get every student reading at grade level. I've noticed that as my kids attend Anoka Hennepin schools, just the, the they feel supported in a lot of different ways. And I think one thing is, I'm not sure if all of you are parents or not, but it, it takes a village, right? For anything that we're trying to teach our kids, whether it's reading or math or social skills, 
it's the great things that they're learning in the school, but then again, having Anoka County and Hennepin County Libraries, like there are a lot of supports in our community as well. If the school is, is if it's what's happening in school, we can then partner and parallel that work with our community resources and really support our kids, our, all of our kids. Um, it's just really great to know that there are additional supports on top of the amazing things that are happening in our schools each and every day. And then we have our media specialists at our schools as well that do similar things to the work that you guys do in the Anoka uh, and Hennepin counties is really do book recommendations. I know that our, at our school, they've really tried to support and connect my kids to things that they're interested in. Um, so I also want to give them a shout out in each of our, our schools as well. Absolutely. They're definitely working hard. Media specialists are really trying to engage students and encourage them to read. So. It takes a village. It took us a, a lot of people to support us to get us where we are. So I think just continuing to support our students in any way possible and our families is amazing from the work that you guys do. Are there any benchmarks that parents should be aware of when encouraging summer reading? And are, like, is there a number of books that they should be reading or a number of minutes per day? Or is, does it totally depend on the student? I think oftentimes you hear the number 20 minutes um, and that can be a goal for a lot of students. But to be honest, any reading is better than none. So what I really like is once students become, um, once they find their interest and they enjoy reading, then you don't have to worry so much about monitoring the clock because then they actually want to read. So I really think that's important is really getting them hooked on books and games that have reading, different activities with reading to get them to become lifelong learners. I think that is like the one, I, there are many takeaways. I keep taking notes, as I said, but I think any reading is better than no reading really is helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you have a struggling reader at home or a reader who just doesn't think reading is fun, the more they're forced into it, the more they're going to resist it. Great point. Yeah. So I think that it depends a lot on the reader. And like Holly said, any reading is good. And if they find that, that good avenue, then it's really going to ignite that rather than making them always feel like it's a chore or they're forced into it. And, and that's hard because parents are busy and, you know, wanting to, to make sure that their kids are doing everything they can to be successful, but just remembering that it's, it's kind of a process and some kids are going to fall way more in love with it than others. But usually when you find that right book or the right time or the right way, then it's way less stressful than trying to force the 20 minutes a day. Mm hmm yeah, totally agree. I also think like, yeah, fit, like fit it to your kid, your family and your lifestyle to make it make sense and encourage just reading that reading for fun. So if you do turn it into a chore, then it's not as fun anymore. And I think kind of related to that is just set your home up to encourage reading. I think we mentioned this before, but like having books in your area, um, books in your in your car, in your house, having that Libby app handy so you could access books on there. But just like setting your space up so when the kid wants to read, they are able to read. Um, and that's why we kind of um, do our book giveaways at Hemming County Library during the summer. We do them in building at community events. Um, through some of our county partners to just make sure kids are building their home library and when they're like yeah I do want to read a book they have a book that they picked out that they're interested in and it's there for them to read 
One of the things that I love to tell busy families on that same note that Tiffany's talking about is making time to go to the library is sometimes difficult. And a lot of families I talk to don't realize they can place holds on items that they want and our librarians will pull them off the shelf for them and put them on the hold shelf. So all they have to do, run in, grab the books, check out and leave. Because sometimes it just feels like one more thing to make it to the library and have their children like look through all the shelves. <laughs> and that's something families I talked to are like, oh, I didn't realize that that was an option. Um, so whenever you have the time, you can place the holds. We'll tell you when they're ready. And then you can just come in and pick them up. And that that's another way to make it easier to have those books available all the time for families. And I don't know if Hennepin County has any of these options, Tiffany, but we also have some book lockers. So even when the library is closed, we have five different locations that have lockers that you can access even outside. So if for some reason 2 a.m. is the best time for you to pick up your books, um, then you can do that. So Tiffany, maybe you can talk about if, if Hennepin has anything like that. Yeah, we do. So we have some self-service hold pickup spots that are available outside of library hours, not all the way like 24-7, 2 a.m., but some locations are like Arjan Frazier um, in Minneapolis has extended self-service hold pickup. Ridgedale Library in Minnetonka does. So you don't have to go into the physical library and they're open a little longer than like the library is open. Um, but it, we're not fully to 24-7 yet. And I don't know if we'll get there. I'll just have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> How about for accessing a library card to, to use Libby or to reserve books? What would I need to do as a patron? I, it might be similar in both counties. I live in Anoka County. But I'm not quite sure what the process is in, in Hennepin. Would you two be able to speak to that as well? Yeah, I can go for Hennepin. So you can either go into one of our physical locations. We have 41 libraries across Hennepin County. So you can go to one of our buildings, ask for a library card. For adults and with when you're bringing in your kids, make sure you have something to show proof of address. So that can be like your driver's license and a state-issued ID, or you can just bring in some mail and we'll be able to set you up with a library card. If you just want your kids to have access to like online materials and not physical books, so like books through Libby, access to like Help Now and our other databases, you can go online and sign up for an e-card. And that just gives you Libby online books. Um, so you don't have to worry about like losing a book and not returning it ever. It gets <laughs> returned right away magically at the end of three weeks. Nice. That's a really good point, Tiffany. I, I talked about how I love Libby, but one of the other things I love about it is I never have to remember <laughs> the due date and all that kind of stuff or worry about fines. It just, it does it for me. Our process is very similar for getting a library card in Anoka County. You can come in to any library and just have something with your address on it so we can sign you up for a library card. Or you can apply online. And for us, if you apply online, that will give you access to everything and we'll mail the card to your house. So your initial application they'll give you the library card number right then and there but then we'll mail you the card to your house so that you have it to access materials 
Thank you. I We didn't have that. It was one of our questions, but I think it's something we should definitely point out, especially if someone hasn't visited the libraries before since before COVID, or maybe their kids were younger, now they have older kids. So thinking about how to access a card or access the services you guys are mentioning, thank you for that. I learned so many things today. My, my notes are so many things that we're going to start accessing at the library. But asking the librarian, there's homework help, there's parent tips, there's Beanstalk app, there's the Lib there's Libby, there's a Reading Bridge program, there's online tutors, and the list goes on and on for the additional resources in our very own communities that are there to help us as parents and also our students, along with the wonderful things that Anokahanapin district staff do each and every day. Are there any tips that you want to share? Any last minute things that maybe you didn't share when we went through our questions today that you would want our listeners to know about? Whether it's reading, your your work you do, or just a, something that really encouraged you to become a reader or really hooked you into um, having a love for reading. I know it's a loaded question, so you get to you it's choose your own adventure, your response. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing I'll add, one thing we talk about a lot at Henman County Libraries and just like youth services and librarianship in general is like reading books from like your like where the author shares lived experiences for you. So I identify as um, African-American and finding books where the characters are awful, also African-American can be really powerful when they have the same lived experiences, different situations are um, the same that I've lived and experienced, so that's really great. But I also encourage um, kids to read outside of their lived experience. So like boys just don't need to read books about characters that identify as boys and girls don't need to read books just about girls. Like, And like I read books with characters from different races and backgrounds too. And that's a great way to like learn about the world and be introduced to different topics and experiences and build empathy. So I think that's really important as well. Like encourage your kids to branch out and read about characters that have a variety of experiences. And I think that just makes us better adults and human beings. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, Tiffany, is um, books can help us see more about ourselves, but they can also help us learn about others and other places and ways of life and, you know, places I might never get to visit, I might get to read a book about or a person that I don't know that well that has a very different lived experience than me. And so that's really exciting on both sides of it. I'm glad you shared that, Tiffany. That's a really good point. I think for me, as far as libraries go, I would just say we love books at the library and we have a ton of books at the library. We also have a lot of other things. And so it's a great way to support the community and also get your kids maybe interested in the library, even if they think they don't want books. So we have a cooking collection at Anoka County Library. Maybe your student's really into cooking. They can check out different shapes, cake pans and cooking gadgets and all kinds of things to use in the kitchen. And maybe while they're there, check out a recipe book to go with it. We have park packs. Tiffany talked about exploring nature and books, and they have a free Anoka County Park Pass in them and also nature identification guides in them. 
So it's a really great way for people to explore their interests of all ages with all kinds of things at the library. We have board games and video games, but especially for parents who are really trying to work in reading, it's another way to say, oh, we could go to the library and we could check out these things. And maybe while we're there, we might also find some really good books. Perfect. And I can just end with, I know our media specialists in the Nokahenpin School District really enjoy working with teachers and students to help support curriculum and students' love for reading. So I think that's very important and they have a really large job to do, but it's important for our students as they grow older. And I feel like, as Tiffany said before, when she talked about learning about different perspectives through reading, I think that's so important for our young students to learn that now and so they can understand when somebody has a different point of view you know i think it's good to see another side and to develop that empathy as well thank you so much for your time today and all of the resources you shared and all of the wonderful things that are happening each and every day in our schools and in our community i really appreciate all of the things that you shared i literally have a list of things i need to go now and and re-research on the website And so if people have questions about anything we talked about today, I know that they can find both of them on, or a lot of them on the website and then Anoka Hennepin School's website as well. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage360.